When I play the new Pick 5 from the Virginia Lottery, I use my dogs to pick my numbers. They come running and I count them up. Looks like four. Oh, is that six? Win up to $50,000. Play in-store, in-app, or online today. Visit valottery.com slash pick5. Leftovers. Or... The DMV. Number 97. Or... House cleaning. Or... Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Panda Pete from Twins and Losses Super Show, and you're listening to the 4D Podcast Network. Hey everybody, welcome to Hard Day Diaries. I'm your host, Andy Matfield. Uh, just wanted to say a big thank you to everyone that came out to the show last night. We uh, we sold out the room, uh, then we had standing room only. It was awesome. Just uh, so so happy that uh, everyone was able to make it out and all the comics were uh, able to crush. So we got another one of those coming up February 23rd at 7.30pm again at Flat Earth. Uh, our headliner this month is Raina May, so come on out and support uh, Comrade and myself. Uh, you can also see us, uh, or me, every week at uh, uh, Bloody Mary's in Montemita at Wednesdays. Uh, and also, uh, we've got an open mic at Montemita uh, at 5 p.m. on Sundays. So by the time you hear this, the mic will probably be ending. So, uh, yeah, thanks thanks for coming out and supporting that. Uh, you can find me, as always, at Matt Failed uh, on Instagrams and all that stuff. Please like, comment, share, subscribe, rate, all that fun stuff. Uh, that's going to do it for the intro. So I'd like to introduce today my guest, uh, Sioux Falls comedian and band member of the Disarmed. Please welcome Zach Dresch. Morning. Morning, Fred. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? Hungover as fuck. Just kidding. Really? I'm like, no. You had like a no. beer. Like half I, of that beer. I had, I had three sippy sips of a beer. But you're like, I haven't eaten in an hour. I should probably. <laughs> and then I ate and then I was, that was good. Yeah. I had the a... steak was shaped. Well, I'm not going to do it, but it was good. He ate it a was tube good steak. steak. It looked like a penis. Yeah. Uh, I made fun of it for a good however long he had it. At least 10 minutes. <laughs> he started in the middle, which I thought was weird. Uh, <laughs> never seen anyone go with that form uh, at, a, at a steak. But uh, yeah, all right. I'll let it go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah fair. Uh, Zach was on the show last night. Uh, had a Super great fun. set. Super fun. Was, you, uh, you as well, my friend. Oh, thanks, man. I did a, a hot two minutes. Hot two. It was, it was the hottest two of sometimes, the night. Sometimes <laughs> as the host, you know, you only get to do a small amount of time because you got uh, a lot of comics on the show. And you want to make yep. sure everyone else has a chance to shine. So uh, I did a hot two. Yep. Three jokes that I've just been messing around with that I enjoy. And, yep. uh, you know, they did They're great. <laughs> I like them. They're fun little jokes. They're not finished, but uh, they work. So Yeah, there you go. I'll probably never finish them. <laughs> you never know. You know how it goes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Zach is from Sioux Falls. Uh, mm-hmm. I met him at the uh, Sioux Falls Snow Jam Comedy Festival, which, if you want to follow that on Instagram, it's SF Comedy. I think it's Jam Fest. Some, there's a lot. There's a big. It's way longer than it should be, but it, SF Snow Jam, Jam Comedy. Comedy Fest. I think. I think there's no. Either way, you could follow it on. Uh, on Instagram, you could look Just up Snow Jam Comedy Fest on Instagram in the search results. I'm yeah, sure it'll snow, pop up. Snow without the W. Yeah, because they had too many letters, and that was the easiest one to let go. Yeah, so go ahead and look that one up. Uh, we'll be there uh, in February. I might not be at the show on February 23rd, depending on what the uh, lineup looks like for the 23rd. Um, so, I mean, the lineup at Sioux Falls, not yeah. uh, not the lineup not at the my fl- show. Yeah, the lineup at my show is hot. Uh, yeah. Come on out to see that. It's going to be great. Um, yeah, man, it's fun. I'm having fun in the scene. I'm having fun with the podcast. I'm just uh, really, really enjoying life where it is right now. Where? It's, pretty, <laughs> it's, it's full of whimsy and friendship and, and just all the whiskey. You can hope for no whiskey. No whiskey. I gave up on whiskey. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It uh, whiskey makes me like sad. Oh, yeah. See, I can't. I don't really drink much at all. It's probably a good thing. Yeah. With hair like that, you start drinking. Oh man, people yeah. are gonna assume you're drunk in public, right? All the time, all day. Every I day. do have an uh, an addictive personality, I should say, with like sugar and candy and all that stuff, and so it's Cocaine, like you know, coke, yeah, and uh, black hard. tar heroin. Um, so everyone loves that stuff, though, <laughs> right? 
So it's a good thing that I don't smoke or drink a lot because it's like, had I gotten into that stuff, I'm sure I would have been like knee deep in it all the time. But like, I tried to get addicted to smoking. No, just couldn't do it. No, my body was like, nah, just couldn't do it. I I think it's because you have to be a certain amount of cool. Yeah, and I I I don't have the tolerance to like leave my in the winter leave my hands on scathe without gloves smoking i can't do that yeah there's like a reason why you never see a smoker frozen to death no like there's not a single smoker on mount everest right all of them make it yeah <laughs> they're up there they have a smoke they come back yeah no issues every single smoker makes it so yep. if you're going to climb everest that's a pro tip have a cigarette in hand the whole way you'll be fine and if you're trying to get over a cold uh, menthol cigarettes probably the way to go Oh yeah, it's like helps, helps you with your yeah, yeah nasal cavities, if that's Dude. the right terminology. But I don't see why not na- nasal cavities. I think that's a punk band from uh, Seattle. Really? It's not. No. I <laughs> see. I would believe you because you're in a band called the Disarmed. Right. Uh, Tribute. Uh, the band name is from one of our favorite bands uh, collectively, Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, Collective yeah. Soul. We're big Collective Soul. Collective Soul is a great band. Collective Soul is the uh, first band that I ever uh, wrote a letter to. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's I wrote awesome. a letter to him, uh, and then uh, I didn't have stamps, so I just threw it away. <laughs> Delivered it straight to the trash. I was like, they'll probably get this. <laughs> That's a true story. Did you see what happened to them when they were in Des Moines two years ago? Well, I don't know. A friend of mine guitar teched for them, and uh, someone threw a water bottle on stage, and it was the band what came out and did an encore, and they never do encores, apparently. And someone threw the water bottle, and then the singer goes, "Who fucking threw that? Who fucking threw that? This, you know what? We're out of here." Like, and then there's footage of it on YouTube. Uh, oh man, I know what I'm watching after this. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, like, <laughs> oh man, in Des Moines, Iowa, Des Moines, Des Moines, Des Moines, Des Moines, Des Moines, the monks or whatever it means. It's something weird. Next time, if I ever go see Collective Soul in between each song, I just want to go, yeah. Yeah. Hey man, you want a gel? <laughs> G- Gel's a good album. Sorry, I, like that was that was the album yeah. that made me write a letter to Collect yeah. Soul, but it wasn't a good enough album for me to find a stamp. Yeah, the so. singles were jam were gems. December, the world I know. Yep. Where the river flows, Gel. Yep. Those are the good singles, and then the rest of the album is, yeah. I mean, there's like four other songs. Yeah. Collect Soul is by definition a singles band. The singles are yeah. great. The rest of the album is not. Yeah, they're definitely not marryable. No. They're just a bunch of single dads <laughs> on stage playing their music in Des Moines. <laughs> All right. Get, yeah. We railroaded before, <laughs> before we even told people what we're going to talk about. Right. Uh, so, Zach, what are we going to talk about? How anxiety can be both a de- uh, de- ugh, detrimental and advantageous to one's career and lifestyle. All right. So... What uh, what does anxiety look like for you? Well, I've been officially diagnosed with anxiety disorder since I was 10 or 11 years old. Dang. And so I've always used, had it, um, it's always played a huge part in my life, even if I want it to uh-huh. or not. Um, I've Sometimes I've used it for good. Like, oh, I'm a little nervous. I don't know if I want to do this, but you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it. Go on stage. Do something different because i've done so many different things like rap karaoke never would have thought i'd do something like that i did white and nerdy oh yeah, I saw yeah. That. there's a video of that. yeah you can find that online yeah uh of yeah. you doing white and nerdy i totally saw that that was at like the icon or something yeah like that, that was it? super fun yeah which is uh sioux falls's version of first half yeah yeah uh, in case you're curious it's super cool place um yeah we had a uh, had fun i just basically the bad anxiety it's it tends to be I worry about things that I should not, that are not worth worrying about, but I still feel like my body needs to worry about it. So, like, uh, give us an example. Um, like, if I offended a friend of mine, if I said something weird or <clears throat> I said something I didn't mean to say or if I said something, like, that, uh, like, if, if we were doing a show or something and then I just was overbooked with people and then I couldn't have them on, it, it's not an intentional thing. Yeah, I just internally feel like, oh man, I feel like I insulted them or something, and so I take that to heart. And what I do is I just get really silent for a while until I finally just kind of get back into reality. I'm like, oh, you know what? I was not having to worry about that. I'll put them on the next show or something like that. Or yeah, what, so what's <clears throat> your uh, 
Do you have like a <clears throat> a mantra or like a, a routine that you go through? Uh, I text my mom. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I tell her about a lot of my stuff. I'm like, why am I feeling this way? Why am I acting? Why am I thinking about this? And she just calms me down and says, like, it's going to be all right. And I used to, t- I took medication for it for about 13 years. And then I kind of just, I had been going through a lot of health problems like plantar fasciitis stuff where I've been taking ibuprofen and Tylenol and I don't want to mix it with other prescription yeah. stuff. So I've just been like, you know what, maybe I should just figure this out first. So I haven't taken meds for about a year or two. So okay. maybe I should go back on them. I don't know. But I know they're helpful for a lot of people. Other people have different ways to do it. I'm not here to judge. Yeah, I had an interesting experience. I took Zoloft for about 10 years. Oh, and wow. and um, I was trying to lose weight because I was about three thirty, three twenty, three thirty. I was a fat fuck, uh, <laughs> in my own, in my own wording. Um, I was heavy set and I didn't like the way I looked. Um, and I, I, I'm always probably gonna feel like I always need to lose a little bit more poundage every once in a while. Um, and so I saw a personal trainer for a while to get to lose some weight. And I, w- I was working out every day. I was cutting back on everything, uh, pop, you name it, everything that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't losing weight. I don't know why that was. I was like, why I've lost like half a pound in the three or four weeks I've worked out. Why am I not losing weight? And it turns out the Zoloft is a weight gaining drug. So it's a new, you won't lose weight. You'll just gain. So you were just neutralizing basically. Yeah, essentially. And so I basically switched to a uh, Wellbutrin, which is a weight, uh, neutral drugs. It's not going to affect mm-hmm. you either way. And I lost within like five months, 80 pounds. <laughs> like, and I didn't need to see a personal trainer anymore at that point. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm okay. Like, All right. Okay. Things are normal. <laughs> I basically went, I was down to like 240, 250. Now I'm at 265, which is not, not terrible, but I, I could lose a bit of weight. But yeah, I'm at 250. This is the heaviest I've ever been. Yeah. It's, uh, the, yeah. it's weird. I, I, like, I grew up real thin. I mean, like, real, real, real thin, like, where skeletons, like, yeah, I was listening to one of the old episodes. You're yeah. you're talking about how you were like 170 or oh, one at one one fifty. I think I was like one forty five. You ever lie on your light or on your driver's license? Oh, yeah. Some people think you're heavier. I was yeah. like, I'm one sixty. <laughs> I was like, legit one six three one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it looks like someone had painted a, over a skeleton. Yeah, <laughs> like threw a plastic bag over my guts and then painted me. Like, I was I was sickly thin. I just I just couldn't gain weight. Yeah. Um, turns out if you have a really high metabolism and you're doing stuff all the time, you have to eat like six thousand calories a day. Yeah. So what I did was stop doing stuff and eat six thousand calories a day. Oh yeah. It yeah. worked out really great. That's what I do too. Yeah. Around a hundred pounds. Yeah. I feel alive. <laughs> you know, you get it. I, yeah. Totally. So, uh, do you have like panic attacks or anxiety attacks? Not, not panic attacks. Um, I don't think I've ever had a panic attack. It's mainly anxiety attacks. Lucky. To the point where I at least I maybe I don't know exactly what I know. Like it's your lungs just you feel you can't breathe. I yeah. I've never had that. Yeah. I mainly just have anxiety attacks where I'm just kind of like, oh man, I feel oh like I feel like I can't do anything. I just I, and I. They, they happen at work occasionally, too, which really sucks because you're in retail and you're having to deal with customers. and yeah. You have to constantly converse and be like, how are you doing? How, are you finding everything all right? And there's certain times where something in my personal life will creep in. Like, I'll check my phone and something happens. And I'm like, oh, no. And then I go in the back room and just, like, I'm in a circle now. sit down and just come back to reality. And then I go back out. Does just, your work know about your anxiety? disorder they kind of know but it's it's it hasn't been an issue necessarily just certain nights like i have a couple of crabby crabby co-workers they get crabby all the time and they get in bad moods and they affect me it gives me a bad mood like two or three nights ago i was just like i think i threw a pen in the back room i was just so pissed off it's <laughs> <was> like <laughs> oh man like it's sometimes like it's like he's just he's this older guy sweet guy but when he's in a bad mood he just it rubs off on everyone so it was zero chill yeah zach so I was in a mood where I was just like, oh, <laughs> like sometimes you just do not want to be around me. Certain nights also, the comics in Sioux Falls will attest to this. I'll have nights where the, I didn't have a good set or it wasn't a great set. And I focus on the, or I'll have a, I'll have a good set, but I focus on what went wrong. And I just I'm quiet and pissy and just focus on yeah. that after the show. And everyone else is like, I had a great set. I was like, I'm like, oh, you're going to get choked. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I try not to, uh, whenever I do stand-up, not think about what I could have done better, but focus on what I did well. Right, Because yeah. if you focus on what you did well, you're more likely going to focus on that and use that style, and you're going to start being better at that. Right, yeah. And then you're going to not worry about the stuff you did bad, because once you figure out what you're doing good, you can practice that more, and you can spread that further. Right, yeah. Because that way you're not, because that way when you go on, I used to focus on what went wrong more, and then you dwell on that, and then you use sure. that as like yeah, negative you, energy on stage afterwards. How are you helping yourself? You know, yeah, you're not. You're not yeah. yeah, it's you're just burying yourself in this mountain of yeah. stand-ups already hard enough. You don't yeah. need to be your own worst critic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I I have panic attacks on stage uh, that I've gotten really good at hiding. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, it's bad. Like my. I still am the how, how do you handle yours on stage? Do you kind of just back in a corner real quick? and uh, <laughs> I have a tell. Um, last night I didn't have it because like, Comrade is calming to me. Oh, sure. So between me and Comrade, that's another reason why I added him to the show as a host is like he has a calming presence. Mm-hmm. I, I like being around him. Yeah, he's Comrade. Funny. Yeah, I, the one night I've known him, he's an awesome dude. Yeah, yeah. he's funny. He's a really great person. Um and he just has this like calming presence, but uh, I, uh, I'll have a panic attack if my first joke hits hard. Oh, <laughs> so that's why whenever I open a show, I do a really cold open. Oh, so if you noticed it, like I didn't hit hard right away when mm-hmm. I did the introduction, and then I worked into it, and then I kind of like settled into the sure, room. Yeah. Um, if my first joke hits hard, then I have a full on panic attack. So I have a joke that I wrote to address my panic attacks. Huh. Uh, that I've told a few times, but yeah. it, it helps. Yeah. And then uh, the crowd's like, okay, all right. Then they're kind of on my side, and then I could do whatever I want from there. And then, like, uh, interesting. I tell you, you could tell because I'll have like a short, like short little breaths. Yeah. Yeah. I stand up a little straighter. As weird as that sounds, it's because it's like my brain is like, if we stand up straighter, it'll give our lungs more air. Oh, sure. Which I don't think is a thing. <laughs> I do, uh, and then I, I put my hand on the mic stand, and I just kind of like rock the mic stand towards the crowd. Oh, sure. That's what I tell. If you see me holding the mic stand, I'm having a panic attack. Yeah, I, I have I have tells as well. Um, mine is mainly I hold on to the mic stand if I feel like some of my jokes are not going great, and I just kind of tell them in a way that's just like, oh, we'll just fuck yeah. it, whatever. Like slowly dying under the mic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can tell when I'm in the zone when I just put the mic stand away and I don't need to grab it at all. Like I'm just fine. Yeah. Like, I had a weird set last month in uh, Bob's Comedy Bunker, which I'll be there in March, uh, like the eighth and ninth. It's Friday, Saturday. I'm featuring again. Uh, the crowd was already laughing by the time I got to the stage, so I was <laughs> like, "All right." Yeah. So I told my closing joke like three jokes in. <laughs> and then just told whatever jokes I wanted to tell the rest of the 20 minutes I was up. Best that I've ever had. That's awesome. <laughs> no panic attacks, nothing. The crowd was weird. They were on board. I was like, yeah. all right, let's have fun. How, and, how do you put together set lists for yourself? Uh, it depends. Um, normally, it's whatever jokes I'm most into mm-hmm. at the time. Because like, I, I recycle material probably every couple months. I don't tend to tell a joke very long. Mm, sure so if i'm telling a joke for a long time it's because i genuinely like the joke oh sure uh but there's a lot of jokes i don't tell anymore just because i just don't no feel don't interest me anymore oh i feel you and i might tell them again you know like every six months or a year out i'll tell it again and things like that but like last night um i told the ventriloquist joke which uh if you're listening the joke is literally just my favorite thing in the world is that jeff dunham Audio only CDs exist. <laughs> That's the whole joke. <laughs> it's it's my favorite thing in the world, yeah. and I tell that as an opener to see how smart the crowd is. <laughs> because some people get it, and yeah. they realize that Jeff Dunham requires being seen to understand yeah. his full set. So if you only hear it, it's like. Wow, some of that was racist. <laughs> all of that. Was all racist. of that was, all yeah. Of, why is that guy talking to that weird racist person? Yeah. Uh, and I just love that. So I opened with he, that. He came to Sioux Falls last month, and apparently it, it did not go great. What? Yeah. 
Well, I, I heard apparently he was just very regressive and or he was trying to be like, I don't know. It just didn't. You goddamn PC kids. <laughs> you don't. You won't let me be racist with my puppets. For PC no, culture's rooting ventriloquist comedy. So my boyfriend's like, hey, you going to Jeff Dunham tonight? I'm like, no, I got better things to do. <laughs> You're like, I got to shave my taint. That's actually, that would be uh, more... Um, I was going to say economical, but that's not the right word. He's so <laughs> fucking awful. I'm, if any of my listeners like Jeff Dunham, shame on you. Shame on you. I liked Jeff Dunham until I turned 15. And then I realized, oh, there's actual comedy out there. Yeah. And then that's when I dived into like Dimitri Martin and dry comics that I just love to death yeah. now. Like Joe Maki or... Stuff like that, yeah. Or um, trying to think. Uh, Stephen Wright. That kind of stuff. Oh, Stephen Wright's like the king of one-liners. Yeah. That dude's... Steve Martin, I started diving into more of his old 70s material. And it's not all great, but it's... I just loved how he made fun of the concept of stand-up comedy. And yeah. that's what I thought was so brilliant about him. But I think, yeah, a lot of people are Steve Martin fans. I never really got into him. Uh, I like him as an actor. Mm-hmm. And he seems like a swell fella. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah that's that's where I'm at. Uh, let's see, man. I like... I want to talk about this anxiety more. I'm not going to lie. I want to talk about this anxiety. So I, I um, can tell you about some more interesting things yeah. that have happened because of my anxiety. You, so you said you were diagnosed when you were like 10? 10 or 11, yeah. What like, what led your parents into getting you diagnosed? A lot of stuff had been happening at that point. Um, I was just kind of... My mom had become pregnant with my brother, and I, I was an only child for so long, and that kind of worked. Like I was just freaking out about... I didn't like change at that point in my yeah. life. I just liked how things were. I liked how things were going, and seemed pretty cool. Seemed pretty cool. Single kid house. Yeah, and I, I was I was always a goody two shoes kid. Any t- I never wanted to do wrong. I never wanted to misbehave. Um, so you're a little high strung child. High strung, and my parents were never like forcing me yeah. to be high strung, or it was like you got better do this. Don't go. Make sure you don't do. It. They were never like that. Like do what you want to do, but I was always just like I don't want to. I've. I've been a people pleaser since I was probably five, <laughs> like, and I never wanted to disappoint my parents. I never wanted to disappoint anyone. Yeah. And that had always been a factor in my brain of why I get anxiety, I think. And I then it, when I was 10 or 11, I started, like, doing more rebellious things. Like, I was watching HBO and all the nudity and all that stuff like that, you know. I was real badass staying up late watching <laughs> Cinemax. Ooh. And I, I felt bad. Like, I, that, was, that was such... At this point, at my age now, it seems ridiculous because, like, as a man, I, I indulge in watching stuff alone. Like, <laughs> like, a lot of grown men can attest to that. I mean, sometimes you don't have to watch it alone. You just bring a friend in, just hang out. You oh, know? that's weird to me. <laughs> watch Game of Thrones. Whatever, yeah, or that, you know? yeah. But, like... she has got a lot of good stuff on there. The Wire... <laughs> I assume it's pretty good. I mean, I've only watched the first season. It's just this sounds ridiculous, but the movie that <laughs> I saw when I was eleven on HBO was Unfaithful with Diane Lane. I was gonna say How to Train Your Dragon. No, that hadn't come out yet. <laughs> Six years later, that movie came out. But I felt so bad about random stuff like that, and so I just kept getting anxiety about disappointing my parents, disappointing people, and so I went to see a psychiatrist and they started prescribing me Zoloft and then I got a couple more things hit me hard that year I broke my leg off the playground so that sucked I you fell just... I, I was trying to reach for the fireman's pole and I just fell and I don't know how it happened it's hard to describe um, you're just like nope this shit ain't happening so I just fell broke my leg and then a month later my grandpa passed away oh, who I was extremely close to he was like the person I spent all my summers with He's your bud. My my parents were working day jobs, so yeah. they're like, "Hey, you go hang out with your grandpa all summer." Like, cool. And your dad was also in like bands and stuff too, right? Yeah. Um. At the time, before um, when I was spending time with my grandpa, he worked at like a technology place in town. So, and okay. then he left that job and he started his own studio full time at the house. So at that point, I could just stay at home, and he he had the studio at home, so he'd watch me during the day or have musicians come in and be like, "Hey, just stay in your room for a little bit. We'll be fine." Like. But up until that point, like, I would just spend every single summer or day, day off school. Like, whenever I had days off, I'd go hang out with my grandpa. Yeah. And so he and I would bond over, like, Weird Al and, and like, Kids in the Hall, all SNL reruns. We'd watch Comedy Central during the day and all this stuff. It was a blast. 
Yeah. And then he passed away, and then that was the first death that really hit me. Oh, God, Arakja. Yeah, and that just made me feel like crap for a while. Well, that's anxiety attacks are like uh, fear of death and things like that. Yeah. And like panic attacks are just like the they're just like everything is happening now. Yeah, exactly. I, I can't control. Yeah. yeah. So. And for me, I've never been um uh full on depressed where I literally can't do anything. I'll have like yeah. six hour bouts where I don't feel like doing anything because something bummed me out so much that I just don't want to focus on anything else. Yeah. I've had a day or two. I've never had like clinical long period so you're more on the anxiety side not anxiety and depression yeah exactly yeah and just anxiety forms of depression kind of thing and i've never been suicidal i've always i've always had the thoughts like would anyone miss me if i weren't here that kind of thing yeah do you ever get the what would this feel like yeah you're like you're driving your car and then there's like an embankment you're like huh some days I, I I'm in such a bad state where I'm like I just wish I was fucking dead. Like I just wish I I, would, I never plan. I never make like yeah there's ideas. No, there's, there's no, no like I'm never gonna be like oh yeah I'm definitely gonna do this. I've never been that way. Yeah. But I'm always like, just like in a state this of mind. Would be easier. Right. It'd be easier if I wasn't alive right now. I feel like everyone has those days. Yeah. Where it's just like okay anytime now. Yeah. Anyone. And I'm one of those people I used to. I continued for a lo- for the longest time. I finally had like an epiphany a couple years ago. Like, I've always I've always been the guy that never dated or like never. I've gone on dates, but it was yeah. like a one date thing, and it just wasn't for me. I always felt bad because all my friends are like now married or have kids or like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I've always been that guy that's been better off independent. Right. And I always felt weird. Like I always tried to find someone that like a. Any female that was a good friend of mine, I'd be like, "Hey, you want to go out?" Or I never asked him out, but I always like tried to like eat like yeah, drop hints out. or something. And it never, yeah. I just blew up in my face every single time, and just kind of like. So I was worried about that. So like, if I couldn't find anyone, what is my value? Yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. And then I realized, like, oh, I don't have to think about that anymore. I just do my own thing now, yeah, yeah. and that makes me ten times happier. And you don't need to be with someone. No, it's like I think that's the thing that a lot of people forget. It's that you don't, you don't need to have a partner. It, it doesn't help. You I went to a Christ, I went to a Christian college where, as soon as a guy met a girl, they were engaged. Like I swear, that was how it was. We're married. Uh, we have three kids now. Right. <laughs> now we're seniors in college. Yeah, and it's weird how it's weird how I'm not terrified to do like all the things I've done. Yeah. But I'm still terrified to ask someone out. That's the only thing that real besides it's deer like, deer and spiders. The, like the, you're afraid of deer? Well, like when I'm on the on the highway. Oh, of hitting deer. Not like if I'm in Are like you a, of if, hitting spiders then too? Yeah. No. <laughs> if I'm if I'm like in a situation where I'm like walking downtown and I see a deer, I'm like, what the fuck is this deer doing here? I don't care. Yeah. But if I'm driving, I'm in as far as deer hitting my car. That's gotcha. what yeah. And then spiders hitting your car too. Right. Yeah, because some of those fuckers are big. Uh, a spider <laughs> living in my Jeep. Oh jeez! When the transmission went out on that, I was like, "Thank God." Our bassist of our band one time was blaring death metal in his car, pulling up to our rehearsal space at my dad's studio, and uh, he gets out of the car and goes, "There's a spider in my front seat." <laughs> <laughs> I I I, uh, I full on I added the lisp just to kind of make it a little for comic effect, but yeah. he said, "There's a spider in my car." <laughs> yeah, it's like, "There's a scary spider in my car. I'm afraid of it." No, this thing had like 93 eyes. They're huge. I was like, all right, I get it. You want the car. Uh, what's your offer? Yeah. Uh, oh, you're taking it? That's fine. That's do you have fine. proof of insurance? It's um, yours. Uh, I screamed a little bit. <laughs> I'm not even afraid of spiders. <laughs> it was just like it came out at the wrong spot. And I was like, squeeze. <laughs> and then I was just like, it's yours now, dude. Like, hang on, let me pull over. I'll exit the vehicle safely, and you just take it wherever you want. It's got yeah. a full tank of gas. <laughs> have, have fun with this uh, Camaro. Raise your kids in it, man. It's all it's all you need. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, fuck, I derailed again. Damn it. That's all good. But yeah, I, I've always, that's always been like the one thing of an aspect of my life I just never quite understood or grasped. Prop. It's like asking someone up. Yeah, I just never, I just never had the courage or courage. <laughs> I don't know if much of it is it's courage. It's just like, uh, do I see myself like wanting to try to have a relationship with this person, or I, I do that in my brain? I'm like, okay, see, I'm one of those people. Like, yeah, I think you're starting too hard. Yeah, I'm starting. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking too hard like, about it. This looks like a person I want to hang out with. Yeah, and then just try that. 
Yeah, that's what I. Yeah. Instead of being like, what would our lives look like together? Yeah, Which I have a joke about that too, <laughs> but I had to stop telling it because Steve Gillespie has one that's uh, better. Yeah, his is better. It just is. So I had to stop telling mine, even though mine was developed before <laughs> his. His is just better. Uh, but it's basically, I just don't make eye contact with people because, like, I see our whole life. Uh, yeah, you know, and I'm like, I have a high opinion of myself, so they always die first. Yeah, and I just miss them. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I just miss them. Steve's is way better. Andy Swan and I have a similar thing where I used to do a bit on stage where I did Corn doing a nursery rhyme or like a the the new metal new metal band Corn. Yeah, and then he started talking about. I forgot. I didn't realize that Corn did a song already like that called "Shooting Ladders," and so Swan does this whole bit on stage about it. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's his bit now because it's yeah. like he factually knew this more than I did. Yeah. So it's like, you know what? That's his bit because one, it's it's funnier when he delivers it because it's kind of like it's always a bummer when someone has one that's close. It's very similar. Yeah, like I think there's like, there's ah. a it's like I think last night did one of the comics do like a tell me a joke kind of thing. Maybe I don't. Maybe uh, it was Andy. I don't remember. I space out a lot during comics. There's a lot of linear joke, like jokes yeah. that are just amongst the whole world of comedy. Yeah. It's just linear. Yeah, I mean, there's like, a lot of similar concepts. It's all about like the angle that you approach at it. Dating is weird. That's another one that uh, that gets done to death. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm online dating. Like, oh okay. Good deal. You and seven million other people yeah. in the United States or whatever number it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you online date? Uh, I'm on them, but I don't chat i just like uh, curiosity i swipe and just huh. and if i'm if like someone swipes like match I'm like oh cool and i just don't do anything with it okay mainly because i i would rather just meet someone while i'm doing the things i love like comedy and stuff like that and I, or, uh, organically i met my partner uh the old bumble oh really yeah no what i found out is if you're weird just be weird yeah you know just be you why hide? Yeah. Uh, one of the openers, uh, so because like without night dating now, you have to have a strong opener, right? Yeah. And what we do is comedy, so you should have a strong opener just in the bag. Yeah. Uh, one of my friends does not do comedy, but I told him uh, he matched with this uh, with a fire breather, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey man, can I see your phone?" He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "All right." <laughs> so I messaged, uh, "Which one of your snakes that you currently own is your favorite?" <laughs> Should have any snakes? Pass the test. Yeah. It's <laughs> so like that's a good opener, right? Yeah. Another one of my friends is uh, I. I told her I was like, all right, here's the one you got to use. Which Smash Mouth album is your favorite? Oh, Astro Lounge, hand down, hands down. See, then you would instantly be just kicked right out. <laughs> you failed the test. You should oh. have said Shrek. Oh, I guess I'm unmatched. Okay. You should have, Shrek. Should have said Shrek. It's, or whatever one. I think it's Shrek. That's <laughs> uh, like it's like double things like that. But all right, I derail again. Oh, that's um, me too, all the time. Anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Um, with your dating, do you get anxiety from it? Yeah. Are you worried, like, when you go to uh, talk to a woman, that like your presence of asking her out is going to cause some form of irreparable harm? Yeah, I worry that she'll never want to speak to me again, and we'll never be friends. Sounds weird, but I immediately think that. It sounds normal. I mean, I think the way if you approach it, if you're interested in someone, uh, there's always a way to approach it. Yeah. There's always like a way to approach it in a way that's like not super gross. Like, I'm a man and I demand your presence. No, I would never. You know, I used to take it, I used to do it in a weird, dramatic way. I would be like, hey, you free at 4 30? Can we meet up at the coffee shop? And I'm like, why? <laughs> hey, uh, what does your five fifteen time slot look like? Are you available for a date with me? It's like, or I, I just ask. I like, can we meet up and talk? I just did that in college. I'm like, oh, you're a dumbass. Uh, meet up and talk. That's uh, that's pretty wide open. It's not smart on my. I was just dumb. I I still am, but I'm like, yeah. When's the last time you went on a date? Uh. Year, really? Go. Do you, do you set goals for yourself in a year? No. Is dating a thing that you want to do? 
I'd like to try it at some point, but it'd be have to be with someone that I, I, I feel I'd rather kind of like, I don't know. I don't want to meet him on online dating at this point. I'd rather in or know him in pub, like I've already known him. Yeah. And they come to shows and hang out. So it's one of those things like if I started dating him, I feel like they'd have to know that this is what I do. Like, yeah. e- like at least two or three nights a week I do comedy. Yeah, and the yeah. other two or three, I got other projects that I work on. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, that's uh, that's kind of a death wish to put that you're a comedian in uh, online dating. Yeah, because it's like, oh, you're going to be busy, so you don't have time. I mean, I don't know, it's more like, oh, I don't want to be a part of your bits. Oh, yeah. I don't want to be a bit. Like someone actually that matches me once goes, uh, do you, do you bring up your Tinder conversations on stage? And I said, no. And then I think I unmatched her or she unmatched me. And then I mentioned that on stage the next week. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I lied now. I'm a liar. At least I kept it anonymous. Like, like that's the goal is everything. I don't want to embarrass people. I just keep it anonymous unless it's someone that's like, yeah, go for it. Like mention me. But no, that comes back to your anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Anxiety is an a interesting thing. Everybody has a different form of it. But a lot of it comes down to worrying about doing other people harm. Yeah, exactly. Which is super interesting. Because I've always been a people pleaser. Yeah. Always. So that's just kind of... I'm trying not to be anymore. Are you trying to be a real badass now? A balance of the two. Okay. So I like... So you got some shades. Some yeah, it's like shades. two or three weeks... Yeah, exactly. They were in my coat. Um... About two or three weeks ago, I was feeling really ill, and I never take days, sick days. I never do. And I'm like, you know what? I wasn't even that terrible, but I like, I wanted an extra day of rest because I knew I had three shows that weekend. Yeah. And I wanted to make sure I was brushed up. Because it was our first two improv shows. I'm like, I got to make sure I'm on. I need. Because I have to host those. I have to make sure yeah. that I'm on point, or I'm, I help host them. Yeah. So I got to make sure I'm not just a performer in the show. I have to like be introducing games, I'm like I need suggestions and all this kind of stuff. So it's like I need to be okay. And yeah, so I just basically, seed. yeah. So I just I rested for three days straight, and that was great. That was something I needed. I need. I also need to tell myself to give myself a breather sometimes and realize I can't do everything. Yeah. I, I've. It's a harsh reality that I have to learn because like being in three bands, almost four now, uh, and stand up, yeah, and improv troupe. And podcast, it's like you got a lot. I got a lot on my plate, and I I basically told all the like all the projects I'm in, like, listen, I can do it every other week. That works out for me better. So it's that way. That way, every other week I can kind of rest and just kind of yeah. That works out. I f- find a way. Like the four bands I'm in, I only focus on one of them every week. Disarmed is the only one I focus on because that's my yeah. main baby. That's my main thing. Okay. The rest so, of them are like, if we have time and you and we get offered a gig, yeah, let's rehearse. But yeah, I mean that's. Those are good things, too, to set boundaries, yeah. rules, so and that everyone knows, hey, this is where we're at, because then you're not disappointing anyone. No. And if you, they are disappointed, it's... That's not, it's it's not, not on me. Yeah. It's, on, it's on them, yeah. Yep. And I've le- I'm learning that, too. It's like, it's not a reflection. It's just something like, can I literally do anything about this? No. Yep. I have to accept that. And they have to, it's, it's in their, it's what they choose to do with that, it's up to them. Yeah, absolutely. That's, you, I've been learning that. Do you, are you still in therapy at all? Or? No, I've thought about it. I, I see a counselor every once in a while. Like oh. every, uh, if I'm really feeling it, I go and see a guy that he's really good. I like talking to him and just venting. And But I haven't seen him in a while. But I probably, well, I might go back and see how I feel about it. But another thing that also gets me worried about dating is like, if I start dating, I would have to sacrifice at least some of the stuff I do. Yeah, I which, mean. Which is something I'm not quite ready to give up yet. I, from personal experience, it's if you have the right person, it's worth it. Yeah, true. If you don't have the right person, it is not not worth, worth it. it. Yeah, or just drag them along to the things. Yeah, yeah, because like Skyler in our city has a girlfriend that goes to every comedy show, every oh, show, oh. nearly every show. That poor woman. <laughs> it's it's been fun though because all our shows been doing really well, so it's like it's exciting to see. Yeah. So for them, it's it's awesome because they love the same things. They go to the bonus round, the arcade bar, they play pinball after every show. They love oh, doing nice. that. That's awesome. So yeah. they have the same passions. So it's like that's pretty cool. That worked. It worked out perfectly for them. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I don't expect Michaela to go to every comedy show, mm-hmm. uh, especially not the open mics. Mm-hmm. You see the same joke, beat to death. Yeah, you get it. You're not a comic. You don't need to be there. Yeah, 
uh, even if you're a comic, you don't need to be there. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just uh yeah, there's a lot there's a lot going on, so finding that person is fun. Yeah. I'm just letting it be at this point. That that's that's how I'm trying to view my whole life, living more in the moment and yeah. just that's how I go with everything, writing material. Like I can't sit down and write, I can't force myself to write. Yeah. I basically have to be bullshitting with friends and then I come up with something weird off the f- on the fly and I write it down. I had uh, the comedian, t- actually Eric Myers. Uh, look up Eric Myers, E-R-I-K space M-E-Y-E-R-S. Um, Eric Myers told me that uh, you should always write, even if it's not like what you're wanting to do. You mm-hmm. should write at least an hour a day. Uh, reason why is you wouldn't expect a pro bodybuilder to never lift weights. Oh. Like, ah, I'm a pro bodybuilder. Like, oh, what do you lift weights? Oh, I don't. <laughs> I mean, it's like yeah you can't be a professional comedian or writer if you never write that's true so it's uh it was good advice that was a good point so i don't write an hour a day but i write a little bit each day yeah um, i do i do write a tiny bit each day my way up yeah know? yeah it's a lot uh writing is a lot but it's a lot of fun you know uh so that's that's advice there that's yeah a, that's some, some advice from a guy that's pretty much at the same stand-up level you are sure yeah <laughs> so if you want to stay at the same level you're at i'm your guy all right <laughs> uh oh man what else what else were we at let's see because you got to get back to sioux falls because you got a podcast of your own yeah called the dress code yes that you graciously were on yeah if you want to back it's fun time the fat squirrel yeah we were talking about that a lot dude they fucking never got fat <laughs> they don't get fat here but since then I stumbled across a squirrel orgy. <laughs> I was walking to my car and I heard a like a clatter. Yeah. I looked to my left and there's three squirrels on top of a trellis just going to town. And then they saw me and I saw them see me. <laughs> and they all, one of them slowly walked down the trellis and then like did like a walk of shame into like a neighbor's yard. One of them just dropped off the back and went away and the other one was like coming at me and i'm like all right okay yeah yeah i get it <laughs> fucking cool it yeah <laughs> that same spot like two weeks later uh one of the trees just fell or one of the squirrels just fell out of a tree just was like shh, landed on its back yeah stood up looked at me like you didn't see nothing oh i fucking saw it <laughs> so uh, yeah fat squirrels man That's, yeah those squirrels are Business. They get fat everywhere but here i guess i don't know yeah. people don't understand fat squirrels here it bumps me out because that yeah. joke should have worked. Does it? <laughs> Pumps me out. People don't know what fat squirrels look like. So they damn well should. If you're listening, you know what a fat squirrel is. Uh, tweet at me. Uh, Instagram at me. I don't know how that works. Uh, <laughs> Instagram D. I think there's a DM. Yeah, DM. I've been me. learning how to uh, properly promote shows better, and I basically just share my story of the event on Instagram with everyone I'm friends with on Instagram, and that works. Uh-huh. And Snapchat. At Matt failed. Uh, Snapchat is oh swell. Mm. Oh swell! Oh swell! All yeah. right. Where could we see or hear you? Let's see and hear you next. Um, I will be performing. When is this going to air? Three weeks or four weeks from now? Let's see what time is it now. It's about noon. January twenty seventh. About noon. Uh, it'll air in about seven hours. Oh, it'll be airing in seven hours. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will be. Performing at a good friend of mine, Kenneth Richter's 38th birthday bash at Hydra Brewing Company on February 8th. Uh, there's going to be acoustic musicians. I'm going to be doing some comedy, introducing musicians with my buddy Aaron Kirk, who also goes by Blackbeard the Bastards, his stage name. Um, and Is he pirate-themed comedy? No, he just or it, he's in a part of a troupe, like a, a podcast oh. troupe called Dirty Mountain Boys. They all like they have stage names and gotcha. stuff. So that makes sense. Yeah, so that's gonna be fun. And on February 9th, we're doing a uh, f- cancer fundraiser show at Bosses with myself and Dan Bublitz Jr. Um, for a kid named Derek Gerlock who uh, has brain cancer, and they're oh, trying to awesome. use fundraiser get money to raise for for him. And uh, Improv Troop Basement Dwellers is performing that show. There's two Improv Troops in Sioux Falls now, and so. Your troop and then another one. Yeah, basement dollars is them. <laughs> yeah, our troop. We 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 were gonna do that show, but we not all of us could make that show work. Yeah. So I just said I'll do stand up. We'll make that work. Yeah, and then Snow Jam, twenty first so, to twenty yeah. third, and that's gonna be awesome. Looking forward to that. Um, yeah, that'll be a blast. Hang with you and all these 
there's like probably 20 to 25 or comics I've not met yet at, in that festival. Like there's some of the Lincoln comics are coming back too. So I'm looking forward to nice. those guys coming back. So that'll be fun. And uh, Ken McDonald with Kid Kids in Hall. I'm so excited for yeah, that. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be a fun time. I'm trying to decide if I want to go to that or head back to Minneapolis. Oh, sure. It's a tough call, man. It is a tough call. Once in a lifetime thing or once a month time thing. Yeah. You know. It's hard. It's difficult. It's a difficult decision for me to make. Yeah. It oh, should I found be an easy one to make, but yeah. it's not. But uh, it's, oh, and I found out my one of my punk bands is opening for Gigi Allen's old band Murder Junkies in May. Oh, man. What's that other band? Uh, Absent Idols. We're pretty new. We're, we're like a trio. Okay. So let's let's name off your bands. You got The Disarmed. Yep. You got Absent Idols. Yep. Absent Idols. Absent <laughs> I think I was titles. I think I was like just murmuring murmuring the absence of um Aliens Do Exist is my Blink One A two tribute band. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And then another project I'm in, we don't have a name, but it's my buddy does write some songs. He wants me to play drums for him and we're thinking about doing something soon, so Okay, so that band's called We're Thinking About Doing Something Soon. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I should suggest that name to him and see what honestly, he says. Honestly, I think it's a great band name. Like, hey, come on out, we're thinking about doing something soon. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are band names that are really long, like and you'll know us by the Trail of the Dead. Um, yeah. That's a long band name. We have August a band. Burns Red. That's way too yeah, long. Yeah, that's way too long. That band that band's been around Should way too just long. Be called August. Yeah. <laughs> um. There's a band in Sioux Falls called We All Have Hooks for Hands. Really great band. Do they all have hooks for hands? No. Liars. I, when I saw them, I was disappointed. But the songs were great, so balance okay, out. So it works out. Yeah. <laughs> right, so those are the bands. Uh, you can find them on. Do you have band camps? Do you have? Uh, yep. Disarmed has a band camp. It's the disarmed.bandcamp.com. Do you have a Spotify's account? Yep, that's on Spotify. We just got our name changed to the Disarmed. For years, we were Disarmed, and there's like another band in like the UK called Disarmed. Interesting. And so we asked Spotify if we could change it to the Disarmed because that's how we want it to be presented yeah. and they finally got it fixed about time spotify thanks spotify we su- i support you but come on come on, <laughs> on you are not even paid your artist petty's on the dollar right petty's on the petty it's more like it and uh dress code tonight new episode at seven with yep. uh two members of my improv troupe bill ballard and debbie jones and comedian adam wilka is gonna be on and uh photographer filmographer friend of mine paul shipper so it's gonna be cool so yeah so we got we got all that stuff what are your uh instagram twitter all that stuff handles uh twitter is at zach dresch all lowercase no underscores none of that garbage just z-a-c-h-d-r-e-s-c-h and then instagram is at zah dresch z-a minus the c-h and zach dresch zadresh zadresh uh i've been finding uh whenever i do kind things for people i call it a nice dresster Dresture. <laughs> I mean, you could you could boo if you're listening. Feel uh, free. You can um, boo hiss in your car. Uh, if there's a way to like leave a comment on like wherever you're seeing this, like iTunes or something, like love Andy. Uh, Zach's jokes are rough. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, just really shave him. Yeah, shave for him that for dress. Puns. That was a not a not a good dresser on my end. Um, yeah, I I don't have any. Uh, no I comments. I don't have any pun-based things I could do, even though my my, my uh, Twitter handle's a pun. <laughs> I do like Matt Failed, though. That's Matt awesome. Matt Failed. Uh, yeah. I fuck up a lot. So. Uh, <laughs> oh, me too. Matt Failed. What's up, baby? Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, at Matt Failed. Uh, you can follow uh, the comedy page that we have for the um, Unnamed Comedy Show, uh, which Comrade and I call Unks. Uh, the Unks Comedy Show. You can follow us at Unks Comedy, U-N-C-S Comedy. Uh, that's our Facebook page. That's our Twitter, our Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, we'll have show updates as well as live tweets from the show. What? Who does that? We do. Because I only pay attention to myself. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, paying attention to everything too much. I'm hypervigilant. Uh, come out to those shows. They're great. Um, hit me up if you want to see a show. Um, I'm always more than willing to have you pay to see me do comedy. Uh, you can hit me up at Matt Field, uh, AndyMattField.com if you want to have me perform or any of that stuff. You can book me through there. You can find me on all sorts of things. Uh, but I just really want to say thank you for listening. 
Thank you for Zach for coming in. Thanks for having me. Taking some time out of uh, the day before you got to head back to old Sioux Falls. And all that snow talk that we have. Yeah, we're supposed supposed to get uh, Blizzard, so that'll be fun. Uh, Hopefully it's of the M&M kind. Oh, Uh, a flurry. A McFlurry. A McFlurry. Of of snow seasonings. I love those things. I worked at Dairy Queen for three years, and I never once made a Blizzard. Really? And I feel like... (laughs) That's why I have recurring dreams about working at Dairy Queen is that I never you never got to fulfill that dream the Blizzard quest. So you never got to do the not once n- not he, once uh, not he the, did flip. the flip gesture. Uh, which if you're ever at a Dairy Queen and they don't flip your Blizzard, <laughs> you're supposed <laughs> to get a free one. I think. Uh, what does flipping do? Does it just keep it more solidified? It shows uh, when they flip. It shows that the consistency is at water. Oh okay. So that it's like, oh that makes sense. Yeah, it's not just like yeah like crap. Like, we didn't fuck up this blizzard. It's good ice cream. So yeah. Oh okay. Welcome to that tub. A little tidbit. Uh, <laughs> tub bit. We're uh, we're gonna wrap it up. That uh, that <laughs> does it for us here today. Thank you for Zach for being Thanks, on. Thanks Andy. And uh, as always, like, comment, rate, subscribe, share. Tell your friends about this thing. I'm, my goal is to get it going big, big time. Uh, and I love all of you. Well, your listeners, you're the best. You, you make this uh, worth doing for real. Uh, I really enjoy doing this. And uh, I, sorry, I sounded teary right there. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm congested. So uh, one, one I've love. been sick. Like, I just love you guys so much. <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening as always and uh, as always tell me about your hard days Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.